Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And in this episode, we are covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, Episode 16, End of the Beginning, which premiered on April 1st, 2014. I'm kind of surprised that this wasn't like an April Fool's joke episode. I, I really want it to be. Uh, But anyway, before we we jump into that, here's our uh, Wikipedia summary. So, Agents Garrett, Triplett, Han, Sitwell, and Blake join the team in Hunt of the Clairvoyant. The agents pair up to pursue different candidates. While searching for Thomas Nash, May and Blake encounter Peterson slash Deathlock and tag him with a tracker. They soon converge on his new location, while Triplett and Simmons stay at the hub with Han. The team finds Nash, a vegetative man, on life support who communicates through a computer. When Nash boasts about being the clairvoyant and says that Centipede will kill Sky, Ward kills him. Coulson and Sky soon realize that Nash was not the clairvoyant, and that the clairvoyant is a high-ranking member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Coulson accuses Ward of working with the clairvoyant and shooting Nash, but they are interrupted when Fitz discovers May's secret phone line. As Coulson and Sky stand off with May in the hangar, control of the bus is hijacked by the hub, where Han orders everyone on board to be killed. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> Someday right, we'll um, get better at, at uh, combining those. You know, we we won't. At the same time. We won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm actually glad this was an April Fool's joke because the title is The End of the Beginning, which means we've been going through the beginning of the show for so long. I'm finally glad that it, the beginning is ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, we'll start with our newbie to this episode. Alicia, what did you think about this? Um, I, I called a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it was just like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I saw that coming. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm bored. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Um, Al, going back, what did you think? Um... I mean, I, I remember liking this episode only because stuff happens, right? We we have this kind of overarching story arc that, that we've been getting bits and pieces of throughout the entire season. Um, and then we, we're finally getting, like, basically a dedicated episode to that, that season-wide story. And, and I kind of like mm-hmm. those. Um, it's it's nice to, to have those, you know, brought in. This, this wasn't filler. Um, and then... Uh, we don't really know too much exactly, I guess, but, uh, you know, at this point of watching this episode, but I really like that this leads into the Captain America, the Winter Soldier movie. Like, that that makes me really happy, because it's, it's, like, the only time this can ever really happen. Uh, but I, I overall, for the most part, enjoyed the episode, but it's definitely not one of my favorites. Yeah, I agree. I... I have, I think, fonder memories of this episode than actually watching it. I remember really liking it because, yeah, we finally get to move on in the story and we're not held back by waiting for Captain America the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But watching it, it wasn't as exciting or as um, 
engaging as I remember. But it's not by any means a terrible episode, I, but it's not also a great episode. Ta-da! Right, so, uh, <laughs> uh, let's start with our top three. Um, Alicia, start us off. Okay, um, mine is uh, Blake and Mike's, or technically Deathlock's face-off, and him getting shoot with the, shot with the tracker. That is also my number three. Ah. <laughs> it is not mine, if that helps. It does. Okay, but... <laughs> go, go ahead, Alicia. Okay, um, I just like this because uh, you don't get the reveal until later that he shot him with a tracker. But just the, the, the face-off was a little funky. And I was like, where's May? Where's May? Why is May not hearing this? What's going on? And then she finally shows up. But by that point, it's a little too late. And then later we find out that, oh, he actually was smart about his face off and shot him with a tracker. And I was like, dude, he had some, like, presence of mind while facing this guy that essentially is going to kill him. So I, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. He's a real threat. He's, um, I mean, kind of the complaint we had with Sif coming on here, but a superhero, a super-powered person not being as awesome as we thought. Mm -hmm. Deathlock isn't as strong as Sif, but he still, he was impressive watching this. Maybe it's because we didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I liked, uh, I liked Blake's piece of the fight better. I, I didn't, they... Again, when you're supposed to be super strong and you don't actually do what you're supposed to do, I just, I, I it, it annoys me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <coughs> all right. Uh, that's both of our number three. Al, what's your number three? So my number three is actually um, pretty much that same scene. Um, it's only the fact that in that scene, Agent Blake dies. Um and that's the he only doesn't reason die. I like it is because it's a named agent. No, yeah, he doesn't die. He's on life support. Oh, I yeah, totally yeah. missed that. Well, never mind. Then there goes my number three. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my number I guess three I saw is that. the fact that Al doesn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yeah, he he, well, me- he definitely messes Blake up. Oh yeah, he does. Takes him out of commission. Yeah, and I mean he's he's basically out, right? He's he's gone for the rest of the episode and all of that. Oh yeah. So, you know, there's the the real threat of death. Um, I mean, we we kind of had that real threat of death for uh, for Sky a few episodes back when when I guess she she actually died or mm. or not. I don't remember what exactly happened. Uh, her heart the end there. stopped, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not sure how long before you're actually dead. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, this is a comic book show, so death de- isn't really death. <laughs> it's really fluid there yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. i guess my number three is really uh something stupid i guess i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. uh <laughs> okay I'll, I'll <laughs> something <laughs> all right well we'll let you um we'll give you this one take your number two though maybe you have something <laughs> that actually happened in the show this one did <laughs> so sure. you think uh, Oh God! I hope so. Um, so uh, my number two was was basically Deathlock's cool birthday present. It was the rocket arm weapon, uh, and it was it was cool the way it attached too, because it, it was really similar to to kind of how the the Iron Man suits always go on Tony Stark, right? Because the 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 UI, the the way it looks, the the animation. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Animation 
uh, just looks the same. And, you know, that's just something I love. Uh, also, you know, giant rocket arm, who doesn't like that, I think is awesome. So there's that too. Yeah, I feel like um, Deathlock is almost a missed opportunity because I know he's under, I can't never remember the other, Quinn's, Quinn's, uh, like, scientist deal. But I feel like that might, that should have been like a Hammer company or a company that we know. So Hammer is trying to replicate Iron Man stuff by making a Deathlock. Yeah, if he did, it would be way worse. And isn't he in jail at this point? Yeah, but I'm sure his company still survives. Hard to say. Well, I've got I've got evidence that his company survives, but it's in something you haven't seen yet. No, well, so. find that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah, you're right. Hammer stuff would have sucked. Mm. Never mind. I take it back. All right. Well, <laughs> Alicia, what's your? Oh, go ahead, Al. Oh, sorry. No, I just wanted to say. I mean, that's kind of the the rolling joke with them, right? Like, they, they use Hammer as the, the comedic stuff to, to basically always be the, the company that, for some reason, actually shouldn't have made it as far as they have, but they, they did. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Hammer should have... I mean, some of Hammer's stuff has to be good because they are second to Stark. Yeah, they're not as good as Stark, but they're still the second best. They've got to make something that's okay. Yeah, I'm still exactly, waiting to see what it is. I'm, Actually, actually, he does have stuff that's okay, except for the ex-wife. All of the weapons on uh, on War Machine, at least in Iron Man Two, were hammer tech. So, except for the ex-wife, everything else worked fine. Okay, that's so. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the The only reason I was bringing that up, or the you know the comedic value, is because you know as you know as as viewers of this, we only think of Hammer as as. You know this this horrible company that shouldn't even exist because it's you know everything we've seen is so bad, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this might just be uh, you know some way to say, oh, here's an an actual threat, right? Because we yeah. wouldn't see Hammer as a real threat probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, all right. I'll move on to my number two. All right. Um, my num my number two is the reveal that the clairvoyant is a shield agent. Shocker! Where that is oh my, my number oh two. Oh my god. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> my my reaction was, "Oh my god, I wouldn't think there would ever be a traitor inside Shield. This is shocking. Government people being shady? Oh my goodness. No. Um it's just I mean it's it couldn't be anything else other than um that. But it's still we don't know who it is at this point, which is good. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it shouldn't be shock as big a shock as to like Colson that's somebody from the inside. Right. Well, at the same point, he he trusts what he's in. I mean, he didn't know that Hydra's running around. Cough cough. Um uh but <gasps> I know, right? Oh dear, what did I do? But that's the next movie we're watching, so it's kinda obvious. Um yeah. but uh, it really wasn't that a biggest shock to me. Like when they were like, "Oh, yeah. it's somebody inside Shield." I was like, "Oh, okay, that that makes a whole lot more sense of why they know everything." But the Thomas Nash thing, I was the whole time I was watching, I was like, "He's using a computer." I was like, mm -hmm. "Everything has been using a computer at this point." And I'm sorry, he doesn't look like he would be able to really do anything on that the the way he was set up i was like there's no way 
So I was yeah. I was already skeptical. So when they pulled the the punch on it, I was like, ah, yep, that makes sense. So. Yeah, but what's the positive? <coughs> this is just number two choice. Oh, I like that it was somebody inside S.H.I.E.L.D. because it made way more sense. Like, they didn't try to be like, oh, no, it's just somebody else who played us. I liked it that it was somebody inside S.H.I.E.L.D. It gave them more reason for why they knew everything. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, um, num- oh, go ahead, Al. So I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to do my number one right now because it actually links yeah. very close to, to what you two are talking about. Okay. So it's it's not that the, the, um, the twist was there. It's that Coulson was you know, very not trusting of that. You know, as a character, you know, it was great that Coulson was smart enough to realize, wait a minute, this doesn't fit quite right. Because normally, you know, whenever we watch something, some other TV show, it's, you know, the, the characters just kind of go with it, usually, right? Because it kind of feels like they have to, even though we know that they're very intelligent characters, and in this case, mm-hmm. you know, he was looking around. Uh, and he even... Um, Oh, is it even accuses uh, Ward of, of working with them, mm-hmm. right? To to hide the true nature, that kind of stuff. Yep. Which is pretty serious. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'll uh, go on with my number one. It's the um, significance of this whole episode, where this is the last, like, our team's final sanctioned mission. Uh, because everything literally falls apart. S.H.I.E.L.D. falls apart after this because of the events of Winter Soldier. And it's just like, even though it's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they still consider themselves S.H.I.E.L.D. members, this is their last official government-sanctioned S.H.I.E.L.D. mission. Mm -hmm. And just like, that puts the whole first half of the season in perspective of we're now on season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And... They've been uh, the unofficial agents of Shield since then, pretty much. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, there. I mean, there is a little bit later. I guess you could argue in later seasons where things do get a little official, but for the most part, yeah, that's a good point, Tony. Because that, I mean, I never thought about that either. Yeah. All right, uh, Alicia, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is Sky. Uh, standing up with Coulson against May and basically telling May that she knows she's not good enough to get her, but she's not fast enough to take out both her and Coulson. Yeah, so she'll take out one. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a good one, showing her... I mean, May's never been one to make friends, so it makes sense that she'll... Um, Sky would side with Coulson over May. Right. But it's a little sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was just like even though like I I was pretty sure May wasn't the one like she wasn't really betraying anybody. Uh, it was still just entertaining to watch the uh, the exchange there because May knows that she's right, but she doesn't want her to be right. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's entertaining to watch. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to some honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions, and some 084s. I have five honorables and two dishonorables. Mm-hmm. Al, Al, how about you? Oof. Uh, so I have one 084 and two dishonorables. No honorables this time, though. Okay. And Alicia? Uh, I got one... Uh... Two. I got one honorable, one dishonorable. 
All right, let's get those dishonorable mentions out of the way. Um, we'll start with Al. I know you've got two. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, the first one that I had was basically, um, uh, you know, once now that we know that Agent May has been spying her, you know, after you know, the previous episode where we saw her kind of spying at, at the end, mm-hmm. um, everything that she does is now very obvious. Like, mm-hmm. um, she's talking to Fitzsimmons and she says, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. And, you know, and it's other so things like that. So out of character. Like Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's very obvious she's doing this, and it's not her, I guess, not her up until now. Right. So mm-hmm. it's this, this obvious change. So it's just very annoying. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, my first dishonorable is the opening scene when we see uh, Trip and um, God, what's it? Bill Paxton. I forgot his name already. Um, Garrett, Agent Garrett. I see. We Garrett. Thank you, Agent Garrett. Thank you. Um, when we see them enter the safe house, and Trip goes, "Well, it's no Four Seasons." I, that looked like a very nice apartment. Right. I was like, "This is it, better than the Four Seasons. You've got more than one room. What the hell?" <laughs> I was just like, "Well, sticking your nose up at that is not, I guess, what you're used to at the Shield Base or mm-hmm. whatever you live in." <laughs> but it was pretty nice. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Alicia, what's your dishonorable? Uh, my dishonorable is the teams for the double blind. I seriously was like, I knew that's what they were going to do. I was like, those are the mm-hmm. exact teams that I would have picked if I wanted to pair up the best people together. That wasn't random. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was probably, I feel like it was the most interesting for the story. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, putting Trip and Ward together and stuff like that. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't random. It didn't seem random. You're right. So, that's my discernible. Mm-hmm. I was like, that. that's not great. Then no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Al, did you have a second discernible? <laughs> I did. And it actually links very much with uh, with Alicia's um, in the fact that I don't know if that really counts as a real double blind. Because one person knew where to go. The other person just had the, what was it, PDA, phone, whatever it is. They had the device that was that would tell them who the person was or who they think the clairvoyant right. was. Mm-hmm. But then they, they just shared that information with the partner. So both of them knew that instantly. So the only thing that was hidden was that one of those two people didn't know where they were going. Right, but that, they, uh, they didn't know it until the last second. Yeah, well, but neither neither person knew until the last second. No, the one yeah, knew where they that's... were going beforehand. The other one didn't get the information for who it was until they were like 100 feet from it. Yeah, and then they doesn't... immediately shared it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. Tony, I keep uh, interrupting you. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It doesn't make any sense because if the person... Say one of these people is a traitor. If the person who had where they're going was a traitor... Well, if you know where the clairvoyant is, then you would warn your group. Mm-hmm. So it's not a very good double blind. I'm, it's just like, if I knew that the clairvoyant was in um, Des Moines, Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. And they send me to Des Moines, Iowa, but they don't give me the clairvoyant's name, who I know who it is. I think I could postulate that they know who the clairvoyant is. Right, but we didn't know that anybody was doing betrayal yet. No, we don't, but that's what the point of the double blind was. Like, if it's a betrayer, that's um, 
that was supposed to catch them. Uh-huh. Well, I thought the, the double blind was if this person is actually a mind reader, then it, it would stop them from knowing that information quicker. Which, again, well, it... as soon as they both know, because as soon as the little phone tablet device tells them you know who the person is they're looking for, both of those two agents know, and then the mind reader is... You know, at least twice as likely to read that. I guess I'm. I'm not too sure how how well that'll help mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I'm. Well, it's a good dishonorable mention because it makes no sense. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll do my last dishonorable. Okay. Which is uh the actor who played the clairvoyant, uh Brad Dourif, is actually. A really great actor. He's in Lord of the Rings. He's been X Files and stuff like that. I'm kind of angry that they wasted him on this non-speaking um, character, mm-hmm. and he's like he would play. I don't know what villain, but he would play a really good villain. Probably maybe in a Thor movie, a demon, or some just shady person. And I feel, I feel like it was a waste to use him as this character for one scene where they kill him. And he doesn't have any lines. Well, they could always use him again because all they did was put him in that uh, the thing. I don't know that I would really recognize him again if they used him as what he was. Yeah, I mean, that's just me. I wouldn't know him. I mean, I liked him in Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite things. He played a worm tongue in the Two Towers and Return of the King. And it would just bug me. It bugs me when they use the same actor for two characters in the MCU. Mm. They did it in uh, Civil War and uh, Luke Cage has the same actor playing two completely different characters. And it's happened a few times. Oh. Yeah, it just bugs me. It's just a personal thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's right. understandable. Alright, so I've got a uh, quite a few honorable mentions. And Alicia, you had what, yes, one? Yes, one. And Al had none. Al, actually, let's do your 084 first. Okay, um, so we've kind of talked about this sort of thing a little bit. So um, basically there's a line where, where Fitz turns to Sky and says, who are you and what have you done with Sky?" Now he's joking, but the reason he says that is because uh, Sky is basically saying that they should follow the rules. A completely, mm-hmm. or a complete change basically from you know how her character has been. So we know that Coulson is very different after he was... Or, after he was brought back to life than before, right? Mm-hmm. It's possible that Sky is in the same boat. Um, so now we have four characters, um, you know, Sky and Coulson, and then Ward and May, who are kind of all different from how things started, right? So Coulson and Sky, because of, you know, the blood bring back to life stuff. And then the, uh, you know, there's the, um, the special artifact thingy that, uh, or is, is probably still affecting May and Ward. So yeah. all four of those six main characters are, are probably very different in, in terms of being altered. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's so, the point. Yeah, so definitely something I'm going to try to keep track of as we go through and watch these things. Um, and mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of started a little bit watching, you know, newer episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as they're coming out now. Um, and we'll, we'll see. See how that, that kind of turns out. But I'm going to try to keep up with that or i won't well, yeah. and i'll forget but <laughs> yeah they definitely uh made a point of that in the last episode uh yes men where um 
was that last episode? Two episodes ago? Last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, when they did, uh, Lorelai mentioned that Ward has the Rage of the Berserker inside of him. So yeah, it's still definitely affecting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Alicia, do your honorable mention in case it's one of mine, then I could just have one less. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my honorable mention is Sky finally becoming an agent. Yep, that's one of mine. Yay, Yay Sky! <laughs> so, yeah, I was excited. I was like, she got to be an agent! Yay! For, for one day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but she got it. She got yeah. it. But I was like, yay, Sky! And then and then I was like, oh, now it means nothing. <laughs> Definitely true. Does she at least get, like, the pension plan or anything? Nope. No, because aren't they all considered, like, spies and disgraced people? So there's probably no retirement for any of them yep. anymore. Oh, jeez. Uh, unless they, maybe unless they were in the regular U.S. military beforehand or something like that. I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, so I've got uh, four more. I've got um, Monkey Watch 2018. When Fitz says that the tracker would be great for a fling ve- vehicle or a small monkey. Because it's so monkeys just, again. Because, yep. Um, I've got the only good part about being a, um, which it connects to Al, but the only good part about being a cyborg is you get upgrades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, because that's a second upgrade, right? Yep. A second good yeah. upgrade. That we've yeah. seen. Second, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely his third upgrade, but the eyeball <laughs> thing is probably not what he considers an upgrade. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I liked everybody. I mean, I didn't like that they killed the clairvoyant, or the quote-unquote clairvoyant as Brad Dourif, but I did love everyone's reactions. Mm-hmm. It's just like for anyone who didn't call it, like, Maybe a lot of times when I watched Lost, they were reacting like how people on TV probably reacted. Holy crap, what the hell did he just do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, we have probably the best cliffhanger so far of who is the um, clairvoyant, who is a clairvoyant or working with a clairvoyant. Is it Ward? Is it May? Is it Hand? Is it all of them? Is it none of them? We don't know. True. Or we might know, but... <laughs> <laughs> all right on to some easter eggs and connections go for I it i have four of them um <laughs> i'm assuming alicia has nothing al well, how about I, you i i just have a single easter egg no connections all right. go ahead <laughs> uh so towards the beginning of the episode um or somewhere towards the beginning uh, agent garrett mentions the amazing kreskin uh, who I had to look up, but in real life was um, basically a, a TV show mentalist in the 1970s um, who was inspired actually by, um, and I had to look all this stuff up. This is not something I know off the top of my head. Uh, inspired by the Mandrake the Magician comic strip. Hmm. Um, hmm. And also in 1995, Marvel did their own miniseries comic run of Mandrake the Magician. So there's kind of this... this feedback loop sort of weird thing of real life and fake this whole whole thing but uh yeah it was kind of interesting how that worked out it is yeah. um you know you know what i did i googled um 
uh, I can't remember the name, the magician's name and Marvel, and nothing came up, so I gave up looking there. <laughs> so good job. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so uh, when we have uh, Deathlock shown in the night vision, we have all the modifications they have under his skin. Mm-hmm. It's um that's what Deathlock looks like in the comics. He's got the metal on the outside and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's a call of that. Um when they read off uh uh like Nash's um C V mm-hmm. they say he worked for Department H in Canada. And in the comics Department H is kinda like the Canadian branch of Shield. They work with uh superhumans in Canada and they have uh, the team of Alpha Flight, who is mostly mutants. Yeah. And but uh, Wolverine worked with them for a little while, and Deadpool worked for with them for a little while because they're both Canadian mutants. That's true. Yep. And uh, we have uh, superhero landing number eighteen. <laughs> yep, we've got uh, Deathlock uh, coming down as a superhero landing in a shot that's supposed to mirror Peterson's landing in the first episode of Agent hmm. Shield. And the last connection I have is um, Agent Sitwell has to leave because he's assigned to go on to the Lemurian Star, the boat, which is the same ship we see him at the beginning of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Ah. So he's literally leaving here into the next movie. That's cool that they segued it nicely. Now, just for a bit of... Now, just for a bit of shameless self-promotion there, Tony, when are we covering Captain America the Winter Soldier? Well, you know, Al, now that you bring it up, it is a uh, a three-part episode that will be coming out starting our next episode. We will be covering Captain America the Winter Soldier, part one, part two, then followed, shockingly, by part three. Ooh. I was not expecting part three. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Four or five, maybe, but not three. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, not for we we can't go overboard. I mean, we'll probably be talking about this for at least two and a half to three hours. We're going to be talking about Captain America: The Winter Soldier longer than the runtime of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. So be that's prepared. probably true. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, before we move on to ranking the episode, mm-hmm. this is a surprise to uh, Al and Alicia. Oh. Uh, I wanted to do. I wanted to add a new feature that we should do at the end of maybe every couple episodes of Agents mm-hmm. of Shield. I want to do something for Alicia. It's called Called It Corner. I want you to call what happens the next few episodes so we have it on record that you called some of this stuff before we get there. Um, okay. <laughs> uh... um, before you begin, Alicia, I want to ask, who do you think the traitor is? Because we know that your husband said there was a yeah, traitor. Um, who do you think the traitor I is? I don't think it's a Fitz or Simmons or Colson or Sky. I also don't think it's May because I'm pretty sure she's actually talking to Fury, which leaves only one person, and that would be Ward, and that makes me very, very okay. unhappy because I happen to like Ward. Um, so <clears throat> I think it's Ward. I also think, um, despite, uh, I think it's at the end of this episode that we see. Um, oh, hang on, let me check my notes here just to be sure. Oh, yeah. We see Agent Hand giving orders for uh, taking over the uh, the the uh, hu- uh, the bus. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. she's Hydra. Okay. Um, so uh, do you think? Oh, go ahead. 
Do you think Ward, since you're saying it's Ward, do you think Ward is the clairvoyant or he's working for the clairvoyant? I think he's working for the clairvoyant. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's Agent Hand. And the only other person I can think of that he's close enough to would be Garrett. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm a little skeptical about that, too. So so if I have to put my money on it, I'm going to say it's probably Agent Garrett. But then that leads me to think that the other agent guy whose name I'm forgetting, the one with Simmons right now. Uh, yeah, Trip. Trip. Agent, agent Trip. Trip. If he's if it's Garrett, then that means Simmons is in danger. So I'm a little I'm a little hesitant because I'm like, oh, no, not Simmons. I love Simmons. So I'm I'm I'm. I'm, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. so many things. So, All right. Is there anything else you want to call before we close the book on Called It Corner? Um, Nope. Nope. I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, for our listeners, uh, just a little uh, look behind the scenes. We record sometimes two or three episodes at a time. So at the end of each block of our recording, we'll do another called it corner. So Alicia can make predictions about the next couple. Yes. Uh, though I think we're, we're not doing the movies, board. right? Cause I've seen all the movies. No, no, we're not doing the movies. Uh, we know that Hydra, these people are Hydra. Um, not a shock right. to us, although it would be a shock. Could, I mean, could you imagine, uh, the Alicia, the first time Al and I and everyone else watched this along with agents of shield when we didn't know what the hell was happening. No. And then we saw the twist. Uh, saw the twist on Winter Soldier, and just like, holy crap, what's happening to right. our show? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah. no. I would, uh, knowing what I know about Winter Soldier, uh, I, I would have been like, oh god, oh god, what are they doing? Oh god, no. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we'll talk about this in the next couple episodes, but I do think that's one of the best twists in the MCU about the Hydra. We'll talk about okay. that soon. But but yeah, I do love that. All right. So that's closing Called a Corner, which uh, is going to be our new semi-regular feature. So Alicia can make predictions. I on like this. And, <laughs> all right. Um, so let's rank these episodes. Uh, again, we are going to be ranking just high tier, middle tier, or low tier. Um, Al, what do you think? High tier, middle tier, or low tier? Uh, so it's a little hard because, you know, like I said, overall as an episode, I'd probably go with mid-tier, but I really liked that, you know, it really pushed things forward. It had a cool twist here and there towards the end and a bunch of other unanswered questions, um, that did not annoy me because normally unanswered questions annoy the heck out of me. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with middle tier instead of high tier. Yeah. What do you think, Alicia? I'm with him. I, there were parts of the episode I liked, um, <clears throat> but it wasn't it wasn't one of the higher tier episodes for me. So I'm going to go with middle tier. No, and I agree with both of you. It, like I said at the beginning, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was OK. All right. I think we're good on this episode. I want to re- move on to Winter Soldier. Everyone can listen to Winter Soldier next time. Mm-hmm. But Alicia, if they want to talk to us about Agents of the Shield, if this is the first time they're watching, where can they contact us? Uh, they can contact us at when I pull up my shit because I was looking at the rankings. Um, yeah, where are my notes? 
Um, there we go. Uh, as always, um, you can remember, please remember to follow us at MCU underscore rewind and please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Assuming you like this. Otherwise, we don't want to know who the clairvoyant is. Thank you. I thought you were going to threaten our listeners with like shooting in the head. No, no. So we can put a (laughs) tracker in them. Like, uh, the, (laughs) God damn it, now I'm going to forget Like they did the death lock? Yes, like they like did, the did the death lock. Death lock? Yes, Blake, thank you. God damn it. So. Well, okay. We will find you. No, we won't. No. <laughs> we don't have that type of time or energy or money. Exactly. We will find you if we will find you if you leave your name and address and live within like three miles of anywhere we live. That's true. <laughs> hey, and we now span across the country, so. Ha ha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where If you live in the middle of the country... Or a different country, you're safe. Right. <laughs> but if you're on one of the coasts, then yep. yep. Then then we're more, more likely. Alright. I think now that we're telling people how we're gonna hunt them down, we are done with this episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Nope, we're good. Okay. Um uh Oh god, now I can't remember my own thing. Um <laughs> God damn it. As always. As always. Um, <laughs> this was uh, the Marvel Cinematic Greenwind for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, episode something. I apparently can't. Episode 16? Thank you. Uh, season 1, episode 16, end of the <laughs> beginning. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. <laughs>